Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to the Culture Bus Tools podcast. In each episode, we explore leadership strategies that increase your capacity and effectiveness with people. Chad Merrill, the lead pastor at North Rock Hill Church, and I have been spending time discovering the importance of personal ministry and how to live it out. We're calling it the Archippus series, focusing on a character by the name of Archippus, who is mentioned in Colossians 4, 17. If you're new to the series, consider going back and listening to episode 27 titled The Archippus Assignment with Robbie Richard. During that episode, we kicked off this series and the conversations that Chad and I are having using a devotion that Chad created for about 70 leaders in his church called Project 417. Today, Chad and I are discussing part two, and we're focusing on the book of Colossians chapter one, verses one through 14. So let's jump in and hear our interview. Chad, great to see and talk to you again today. This is exciting. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing good, Chris. Hope you are. Yeah, it's been a good day and it's been a great week and it's been so fun to work through the Archibus assignment. It's been so interesting. Yesterday, I worked out with a bunch of guys and my alarm went off on my phone, the Archibus assignment, my little alert, you know, the stretch assignment that we're doing. And I, I literally like in my mind, put on the glasses. I'm walking down from this one spot we were working out. We we're walking down to a Starbucks, a couple blocks. And I just began to start having this conversation with this guy. His name's Brian. And I'm listening. I'm trying to humble myself because I'm like, how can I look at this guy through the lens of discipleship and be willing to serve him? So I've got to listen. So I'm just like, start asking him questions like, man, how long you been here? Like, how long you been working out? You know, just getting to know him. And uh, it was just so cool. We actually talked for about 15 minutes, got some coffee and we're getting ready to leave. And I was like, man, I'd love to get your number and just catch up with you later. I'd love to learn from you. He's a, he's an operations manager at a car dealership. And I was like, man, that's kind of fascinating. I kind of want to learn a little bit about that. So anyways, I mean, it's just an opportunity to learn. And I think that's probably the first step, I think, in some of this. Yeah, I mean, today I'm excited. We're going to be talking about part two, walking in worthiness How's it been for you as you've been thinking about the Archippus assignment and some of the things that we've been talking about? What have been some of your learnings? The way you just did with that intentional focus has bred a new level of intentionality in my relationships. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm a sharper listener. Yeah. I've noticed that I, I hear people uh, a, a little bit more accurately and quickly yeah. than I used to. Um, I really care about how they're dealing. Hmm. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm not so quick to jump in with a solution as I am to maybe hear where they are and really, really think longer term rather than what's right in front of me. That's been, been really cool. Just that, I think that intentionality is so key. That's good. Well, talk to us today. Today we're talking about walking in worthiness. Tell us a little bit about what you had in mind for us today and what you wanted to share. Yeah. So I think, man, you set it up really well with what you were doing with that guy. What was his name? Brian, you said? Yep. Brian. So how long have you known Brian? It was it was five seconds before. I mean, I worked out with him for a little bit, you know. Right, and so now you 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 know something about him. You're in there. I, I love it. So what what I'm seeing a lot of in my conversations with people, Chris, is most people want to do the right thing. They they want to uh, they they've experienced the gospel. They're experienced Christ in their own life, and they're starting to understand that there is there is a part of the mission of Christ that we're invited into. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. You know, um, we tend to have high regard for the people who led us to to Christ or discipled us. And we tend to think, you know, they're varsity and we're JV. Mm. And so when I look at this passage, I'm thinking about the context of, of the church there. Uh, th- there hadn't been such a thing as a church for very long. 
mm. outside of the temple, outside of the synagogue, you know. And so think about, you know, Paul has left. They're thinking, how are we going to do church without him? He started this. And now he's telling them, we want you to care for these people. We want Christ known in your in your region. We want you to help start the church at Laodicea. Oh, by the way, the guy that sent you, that started you, Epaphras, he's going to leave too. And he's going to go start somewhere. Just imagine all the disqualification that these people felt. Like, man, we didn't even know Jesus a year ago. He was just a guy. He wasn't resurrected a year, year or two ago. And so Paul's really speaking into them, I think, with great intentionality here in the first part of Colossians 1, where he says, we always pray for you. Mm. What an encouragement that is. I, so yeah. I was really taken back by that. Like, I want to know what that guy prays for them. I want to know what he sees in them. So I think what he's done here is he set the table for those folks. Is like, I already see this in you. I already see that the gospel is sufficient for you. And so just live in response to that as you would live in response to that. You're worthy of that. Walk in the worthiness that has been granted to you. It's not dependent on you. It's dependent on him. Yeah. Such a such a, a, a key phrase for us. I read this thing the other day that, that um, guys like you and me, Chris, guys that are leaders that interact with a lot of people, um, we have somewhere between 30,000 and 40,000 unique thoughts per day. Mm. Isn't that crazy? That's a lot of talk, self-talk. <laughs> you know that and might be too much for both of us <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering i'm wondering and, and it said the average person 75 to 80 percent of those thoughts are negative mm. and so there's this really key here we're very aware of our incapacities and our insecurities we're very aware of the things we've done wrong but paul's coming in and says hey remember the gospel we started this whole thing around the gospel yeah walk in that it's enough you're worthy Everything I'm calling you to in this book, in this letter, you can do it. I started remembering conversations I've had, you know, that um, that really made a difference in my life. You know, just things that that even today as a pastor, as a leader, as a dad, um, I, I, I walk through things that I, I don't ever feel ready for. And I'm reminded of conversations I had when I was nine, you know, or uh, or, or 19 or what have you, where. Um, people that I believe in spoke into my life. You say, you know what I love about you? I'm thankful for the discernment that you carry. I remember my dad, when I was nine years old, stopped at a red light and he looked at me. He had asked me about someone in the church and I'd ask, answered him and he said, it's uncanny and sometimes scary, son, how quick you can discern what's going on with a person. Hmm. I hope you always steward that well. Hmm. I was nine, Chris. Wow. And, uh, and to this day, I've carried that responsibility that was spoken into me, that my dad affirmed something that, that was going on in me, but he also helped me frame that in a way that, that was worthy of the gift, you know? And so I think that's what Paul's trying to do. He's just really trying to frame everything based on the change that's happening in the gospel, uh, that, that because of what they understand about the gospel, they can walk in worthiness and, uh, I just love it. He's he's thankful for them. He's aff affirming them, and he's having what I think is the most important conversation in leadership that we can have with a new, with someone that we're newly uh, leading, or a mentoring relationship. I call it an I see in you conversation. Mm. And so I read this as Paul looking into these people. He's saying, "You're brand new at this, but here's what I see in you, and I'm mm. thankful for it. Mm. I'm thankful for it, and uh, and you're growing in it. And yeah. uh, I just think that really sets the table for everything he's about to call them to. Yeah. Why do you think it's so difficult for us sometimes to have that posture, to live in that way as Paul did, 
with people around us? <laughs> you could ask a, a lot of questions and the answer is a lot of times going to be the same is that we, we like to make it about us, especially yeah. here in America. You know, we, we, we think we're supposed to be strong enough. We're supposed to, um, we're supposed to be smart enough, rich enough, whatever it might be. And we're always measuring against someone who's ahead of us. Right. Yeah. And aspiring to do more, be more, that kind of thing. And I think there's this really struggle point in the, in the truth about the gospel that requires us to be just absolutely humbled and broken over the fact that we could never be enough. Mm -hmm. um, and so he just reminds them, you weren't enough. That's why the gospel is so beautiful. Yeah. And it's why it's so complete. And so we're always going to buck up against that. You know, as even as we grow, we tend to, uh, we grow, it's, it's crazy. We grow in Christ, but we never really put down that tendency to make it about us and think, wow, I'm doing great. Uh, yeah. Think about Peter walking on the water. Remember that story? You know, he's, yeah. he's one step in, he's looking at Jesus, Jesus, because it's you, I'm coming. I, I know it's you. I'm coming. I can walk on water because it's you two yeah. steps in. He's going, woo, look at me. I'm walking on water and he's getting wet. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's, that's how we do. Yeah. I think for me, the Archippus assignment has been so helpful for me because it has repositioned my focus. When I put the glasses on and I'm reminded that that people are important, that God's mission is critically important for my life. And that's be, and it's important in my life because I, I've given my life to Jesus. Like for people that don't have a relationship with Christ, it, it doesn't matter. But I mean, if you've really surrendered to him and you've made the gospel a priority in your life, then the mission is important. So when I put on those glasses, all of a sudden I have this clear focus. And it was interesting this morning, I was reading before we got together and I was kind of looking through some of the stuff that, that you've been working on and we've been talking about together. And I'm reading Colossians in the NLT, but it says in verse nine of Colossians one, it says, you said this, so we've not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. And I'm thinking about that, like the glasses are helping me do that through the lens of the gospel. You know, I'm looking through the lens of the gospel and I am, I am seeing where God's words are showing me what I can do and how I can interact with someone. And it is humbling because it's not about me. It's about what is about getting God getting glory. But I love this verse 10. I, I like it in the NLT. It says then, and this is the result of doing that. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. And I think that is the blessing that when we put on these glasses, when we pursue people, when we accomplish the mission, that we actually get to know God better and better. And that is the blessing. And I've seen that this week. And um, I don't know, anything you would add to that before we kind of wrap up and give some next steps? Yeah, I think it's really important that he said that right after he said verse six, right? So in verse six, he reminds them the same good news that came to you is going out all yeah. over the world. And it's bearing fruit everywhere, changing lives just as it changed your life from the day you first heard and understood. Yeah. And then he then he reminds them of how how they learned it, that it was someone who told them, even as he calls them to be a part of it. This is this is maturation and discipleship. It's part of their their mm -hmm. next steps is that he said, hey, you've you've learned it, you've experienced, it's changed your life. Now, guess what? You get to give that away. Yeah. And, uh, and Chris, there's something in us that wants to do that about everything we believe in. Like mm. if I yeah. come to Greenville this weekend and I call you and say, Hey, Chris, we're in, 
where do I get the best tacos? You're mm. going to tell me about your favorite taco place. That's uh, right. You're, you're going to tell me how to, you know, where to not sit if I go to a Greenville, Greenville baseball team game, or I, yeah. you're going to tell me which concession stand has the best, the best guy or, you know, whatever it may be. And we do this, we experience something rich and then we want others to experience too. Yeah. Uh, the same thing too. Mm, that's good. On this and Hey, the name of Jesus changed your life. Mm-hmm. And it's because I heard about it and I told Epaphras and he told you, and now you get to tell others and you're already positioned to do it because you're there and we're not. Epaphras wasn't there either. Yeah. You're there. We're not. And, uh, and you already love people and your life is already being changed. And mm-hmm. so walk in, walk in this new identity. There's something new about you. Just, just walk in that. I love it. Yeah. In the ESV, it says walk in worthiness. Mm. Like you're not disqualified. You you've been, you've been brought into this and it's enough. So, so yeah. walk in it. It's beautiful, Chris. I, I, I hope that, that when people read this verse, they see themselves in it, that, that this is what the gospel still does. And, uh, and then they begin to do like what you're doing. You put those glasses on and see their life this way. So good. I think one thing that I have been doing a lot that is also part of this is just thinking through the different categories of my life, the places that I interact. So if you were to think about your your context, you've got your home, you know, there's a there's a place there. You've got your business, your work, your, you know, the outside of the home. You've got places that you might you know, work out. I mean, there's these different environments. And so I think for us, what does it look like for us to walk in worthiness in those environments and to really maybe who are those individuals? Because this is personal, right? We're talking about personal mission and personal ministry. What would it look like for us today to get on the hook for someone in one of those areas and walk in worthiness and really begin to grow as we learn to know God better and better. So that's our challenge. I'm looking forward to the rest of these conversations, but this has been good, man. Thank you so much. Chris, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. And I I can't wait to hear about what happens with Brian. Yeah, man, it's going to be great. Well, as we wrap up today's episode in part two of the Archibus series, I want to thank you for joining us. The goal of this series has been to help Christ followers recognize the importance of replicating their faith in Jesus and developing a renewed passion for disciple making. Be sure to download the Project 417 devotion and the Archibus stretch assignment that helps you and your tribe create forward movement around this episode. You can access this resource by emailing me at hello at culturebus.cc or check out the show notes for more information. And if you're new to the podcast, consider signing up to receive these tools in your inbox with each new episode. You can head on over to culturebus.cc forward slash podcast to sign up. Join us next week as Chad and I will dive back into the book of Colossians chapter two, and we're going to look at how we can make God the most important thing about us. All right. See you next time on the Culture Bus Tools podcast.